Okay, so um, one subject that's been on everybody's mind lately has been the issue of Netflix canceling everything uh, everywhere all at once. <laughs> uh, no, but Netflix cancels a lot of shows. Now, people say, well, so did, so did the networks back in the day. So did the cable, the cable channels. So, so do other streaming services. Certainly HBO has canceled a bunch of stuff lately, including Raised by Wolves, which is a damn tragedy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a problem. Uh, I think it's a unique problem in the age of streaming because all these shows are are still on Netflix, right? Like you go to Netflix and you can find stuff like the OA, 1899, I Am Not Okay With This, uh, Glow, so on and so forth. Go down the list. There's a bunch. Um, the Warrior Nun. Uh, and you can find them and, and you can start them anytime and you can, you can watch them right up until the point where you're like, Oh, I better go Google when the next season's coming out. And then you discover that it's not coming out. And so this is a real problem with streaming because what it does is it creates this very negative feedback loop, uh, where you've got sort of a graveyard of unfinished shows and what happens is, is as people, not only do people get upset because their favorite show's canceled, but, but people get upset because they keep getting ambushed by this. Uh, that not everyone watches a show in the first week, which seems to be a big, big part of whether Netflix considers a show successful or not. Was it really big in its first week? And if not, cancel. Uh, that seems to be the new metric. Uh, I think there's there's probably more than just just uh, early. Uh, so there's two. I think there's two things going on, and of course everything's speculation right now. But uh, you've got are people watching this show right away? How many hundreds of millions of viewing hours are we getting in in week number one, week number two? Also, are people finishing the show? Or are they just watching the first two or three episodes, then bailing? Uh, it sounds like something like 1899, despite having nearly 100 million hours in the first week, also was just dropped by like two-thirds of viewers. So like only 30-something percent, I think, finished that show. Um, but this negative, this, this, this vicious cycle that starts to happen is people, uh, you know, they, they, maybe they start a show, but then Netflix cancels it. And so they don't finish it. Or maybe they were going to watch the show. It's on their on their list because people have busy lives. But they don't get around to it right away. And then when they hear that it's canceled, they just don't watch it. Uh, and for people like me who are recommending things, uh, you know, here and on my blog, um, it's hard for me to invest my time in a show that's been canceled or for me to recommend it to people. Uh, you know, because like I've been burned on this, you know, I, 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 I gave something, you know, like let's talk Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Wonderful. One of the best prequel slash modernizations slash adaptations of a, of a classic ever made, I think. Uh, you know, especially in this day and age when so many things like Velma or, or Rings of Power or all these shows that are like prequels or spinoffs are bad. Uh, something like the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance was just so extraordinary, uh, especially in retrospect, looking back at like what a great show that was and how 
how much love and care went into that. Um, gosh, just compare, compare Dark Crystal to Willow. Dark Crystal gets the tone. Dark Crystal gets the uh, the whole, you know, the look and feel, the, the, the grimness and the weirdness of the original Dark Crystal film so well. And the humor, and and the and and the muppetry, you know, all of that. Um, whereas Willow, uh, only occasionally feels like it's it's a spinoff or a prequel, or I mean, a sequel of the uh, of the original film. Anyways, you know, how do I mean that show ended <laughs> with a with a cliffhanger? I mean, we we definitely wanted another season. Every every single person who watched that and enjoyed it was like, oh, I cannot wait for this next season. And, and I, and, you know, at the time I had a lot of hope for it because I figured, well, you know, Netflix has put all this money into, you know, the Henson company building all these, all these Muppets, you know, the Skeksis and, uh, and, uh, what, you know, all, all these sets that they've got the world set up already. They have this wonderful cast of, of actors playing, you know, voicing these, these characters, um, just a, just an all-star cast, and it's such... But no, they canceled it. And now I'm burned. I'm burned. Everyone who I recommended, to, recommended it to is burned. Um, and this is just, you know, with so many shows. But um, so uh, there was an interview with the CEOs of Netflix, um, the, uh, Greg Peters and Ted Sarandos. And... The question, one of the questions, many questions, but one of the questions was, how has the evolution of the business affected your relationship with the creative community? Online, there are constantly people outraged about shows getting canceled. I would add to this question simply that that this is, that this has been building. People have always been upset. Shows have been getting canceled for years, but but it feels like we're reaching a, a critical mass here where... Shows that maybe were would have been successful enough to get renewed a few years ago are now getting canceled. Um, you know, shows with ninety five million hours in their first week are getting canceled. Uh, and um, Sarando says we have never canceled a successful show, which is a very bold statement. A lot of these shows were well-intended, but talk to a very small audience on a very big budget. The key to it is you have to be able to talk to a small audience on a small budget and a large audience at a large budget. If you do that well, you can do that forever. Um, he also mentions like how they want to have you know these big hits every week. They, um, so he says, it is very rare that a show like Squid Game from Korea would be as global as it was. Within 30 hours, the world was watching Squid Game with no human intervention to try to market Squid Game to the world. And then Peter says, we're just getting started to make Squid Game not an unusual thing, but basically something that happens literally every week. So these are two pretty bold statements. One, that they've never canceled a successful show. And that that's because these shows that have been canceled are they have small audience on a big budget and the shows that that survive are either small audience on a small budget or big audience on a big budget but this ignores history right um like many many shows grow their audience over multiple seasons Sometimes you start with a large budget 
and you don't connect with a large audience right away, but as your show continues and word of mouth spreads and people are like, season one was really good and season two comes out in February, more people show up. And so that small audience hmm, grows, you know, like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. If you cancel it, they will not come. And that is the problem. The idea that you want to make a squid game success story every week is awesome, right? That would be great for Netflix's bottom line and viewers would be stoked because we'd have these huge viral shows every week. I mean, I'd love it. I could make content about these huge shows everyone's talking about literally every week and I'd get lots of traffic and you know, on more subscribers, everyone wins, but it's not how it works. If it worked that way, every every company, every streaming service, everybody who makes content for 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 you know shows and movies would have hits just dropping left and right all the time. And for some reason, stuff like Wednesday and Squid Game and Stranger Things remain diamonds in the rough. But, again, it's not the only way to get, you know, an audience, a big audience. You don't have to just have the Squid Games and the Wednesdays. You, you know, Game of Thrones wasn't the biggest hit on, on season one. I mean, it was a hit, for sure. It was, it was a big deal. But it wasn't until a few seasons in that it became as big a deal as it became. Same with The Walking Dead. You know, that grew into a, a phenomenon. Yeah, it was a hit right out the gates, but it grew. Um, and a lot of these shows, and I, and I watch other shows on other, on other streamers, and I think, yep, that would probably be canceled, but what a great show. Something like Yellow Jackets um, on Showtime. You know, if that had come to Netflix, it might have simply not gotten the viewership that it needed to be huge, and they might have just canceled it. Whereas, think, think, you know, I think, thank God it's on Showtime, uh, you know, because now at least they can, they're going to make more seasons of it. Uh, you know, they don't need it to be a squid game because something like Yellow Jackets is, it's a really good show. And over time, hopefully more and more people start watching it. Uh, and, and same with all sorts. And yeah, sure. Probably also it would have been bigger if it had come to Netflix, but, but if you need to be so huge that, that you're being watched around the globe and that 400 million people have tune in right away. If you need to be that big to succeed on Netflix, then I just, I don't think it's going to be a squid game every week. I think it's just going to be a lot of cancellations. And that's a pretty big red flag. Like if, if I were in the business of making TV shows, there's only one way I would ever pitch to Netflix. And it would be a, an anthology series or a mini series, a one with one season planned out beginning to end, and no plans for a future season. And if it was huge, then then I, I would go from there, right? If, if, if they were like, yeah, this was so big, you come back and make more, okay, fine. But I would never try to create something like Glow. I would never try to create something like, I mean, let's look at some of the other great shows from last year around on other, on other uh, streaming services. I would never try to create something like, um, like Severance, you know? Huge, huge hit for Apple TV, but would, would it be big enough for, you know, for for Netflix? I guess it depends on what the budget is. I mean, it's certainly not like a, 
a huge fantasy epic. But all these shows, you know, like there's just there's so many, and it's it's like if you're if unless you're going in real cheap, or you're going in with just a one season, you know, one season arc, then Netflix is going to screw you, and they're going to screw their subscribers. And, and they're going to come back with these non-answers like we've never canceled a successful show. Maybe your definition of successful is actually kind of stupid, Netflix. Maybe you're being uh, really short-sighted and your your sense of what what makes a lasting business uh, is, is not actually that great. Like Netflix is in, in, in some ways is simply first to market, right? They're not the best at what they do. Uh, they other than some of their premium shows, a lot of their stuff is pretty bad. I mean, yeah, HBO is a much smaller, like much, much smaller market share of streaming. You know, HBO Max, that is, is, is tiny compared to Netflix. I mean, Netflix is what, like a quarter of all streaming and HBO and Peacock and all those are like 1%. Um, but, but quality does matter and you can build audiences over time. And so these answers strike me as both short-sighted and naive. Like, we're just getting started to make Squid Game not an unusual thing, but basically something that happens literally every week. Literally, basically, every week. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, hasn't it happened yet? How are you just getting started? Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I just, I think it's kind of depressing because clearly this is going to be, I mean, this is the business model now. Um, don't invest your heart in any Netflix show that isn't huge. And if you want it to be huge, apparently you have to tell everyone, you know, to watch it that first week and watch it all the way through and binge that sucker. Um, even if that's not your style of watching, you know, if you're very, very busy and you'd like to spread your shows out over a few weeks, um, no, you've got to, you've got to buckle down, watch all of that right away along with everybody else or cancellation. So that is my rant and I'm sticking to it. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you all for uh, continuing to watch and comment on the videos and have a lively discussion, and for subscribing, I really do appreciate it, so like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, shout out in the comments, namaste.